Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Just like that, we are back. Another episode of Believe in RU. It was a exciting weekend for Rutgers basketball. Would have loved to have gotten a W, but Ryan, I really did enjoy that game overall. Now, there's no moral victories, but Rutgers sports is just really entertaining this season. Yeah, definitely. You know, Rutgers basketball back and so is bet online. Basketball are back. The NFL and college in the corner. With all these sports going on, they're a bit So thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat as NBA champion, or some say Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, you go to betonline.ag. You know, this upcoming weekend, we have some really important NFL playoff games. You know, it's super wild card weekend. Got to put money on my Rams. Yeah, I'm going to use BetOnline to do that. For games for the total coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So I take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline Day and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. But Alex, going back to this game that we previewed against Iowa, Rutgers losing 77-75 to a verited Iowa Hawkeye team uh, led by preseason player of the year, Luca Garza, who ended up with 25 points a game. Actually, three points below his season average. He was having a 28-point game going into the game. So Rutgers was going to get his, but probably the thing that most was our free throw shooting. Iowa went for 23 from the line. We only went four of 12 from the line. And losing by two with those fewer free throw attempts at a much lower percentage, that's what comes down at the end of the day. Um, but otherwise, I think it just shows the world that Rutgers is a really good basketball to eat with. Yeah, and our free throw percentage uh, for the season is much higher than that. So I think that we can just get back to the fundamentals. And certainly next time we see this Iowa team, I think we'll have a chance to get the better of them. But, you know, hands off to Miles Johnson. I thought defensively he had a really good effort against uh, Garza. And then I think, you know, like always, our known guys, Ron Harper Jr., Jacob Young, Geo Baker, they really came to play and supported by a lot of other guys who stepped it up. And I think here's here's what I have beef, though. So I know there was a lot of up. I know there was a lot of upsets in the top 10 of college basketball and you see Iowa move up to number five and you see Rutgers go back to 15. I know going back one spot isn't that big of a deal. Some people would argue it's probably a respect thing that it was only one spot, right? But it seems like in every sport, everyone gets credit for beating Rutgers. It's like, oh, they got a really quality win against Rutgers. And then when Rutgers beats them, it's like, oh, it was Rutgers. Like, you know, one-time thing. So nationally, I still think Although the right people say the right things, like the Jay Billises of the world and all these other guys who say awesome things about Rutgers and cover Rutgers, but I don't think nationally we've arrived yet, and I think that we're still going to have to grind to get that respect, and I'm looking forward to seeing it, because I think this team is, there's just something about this team. It's super exciting. I mean, I'm watching the game with my parents and my grandpa, and my grandpa doesn't watch sports. He doesn't even like, he he doesn't even give sports the time of day, and, and he's he was really into this game and really into this team. There is something about this team that's special. So looking forward to bouncing back against Michigan State. So 
Going back to your points, I think that, yes, Rutgers is a very, very exciting team. I know that Iowa moved up five spots. Rutgers moved down one spot. But at the end of the day, when you lose a game in the NCAA and you're ranked, you're going to move down. It's only moving down one spot really isn't that bad. But at this point, I mean, just, you know, there's very inconsistent views. Rutgers like, oh, if you beat Rutgers in the rack, you win. But if Rutgers loses to a team that's ranked higher than them, it's like, oh, let's pass. But, um... Look, look at the game. Rutgers played hard the entire 40 minutes. It was 35-35 half. It ended up 77-75. Iowa scored only two more points in the second half. Gave them the victory. I think that there was a couple, you know, shady foul calls that were called on Iowa compared to, you know, Rutgers. But what a thing that we've talked about during this, this early season is that Rutgers in the second half has tend to have a second half lead and then give it away. Rutgers was up by seven in the second half at one point, and then Iowa went on a big run, and they could never fully recover. So I think that Rutgers needs to do a better job of stepping on their opponents' throats instead of letting them back in, in the game. I can get behind that point, and I think Coach Peichel realizes that. But like we talked about prior to recording and prior to uh, going on the air, I don't think this Rutgers team has peaked yet. I think they've shown a lot of glimpses. I mean, some people would argue, oh, they've peaked. It's Rutgers. It's Rutgers. But if you really take a deep dive at this team, they're playing, it seems like, every other game without a key piece to their team. And they're still taking teams to the last minute and beating them. I mean, they only have two losses. This is a 7-2 team, a really talented team with some major wins so far. So... I don't think this team is yet to peak, and I think when they do, it's going to be scary. Like, I'm talking about, like, this team could make a run at a Big Ten championship, NCAA tournament appearance, and maybe a Final Four. So, we'll see We'll see what happens with them. The, the message has to be keep getting better. But you mentioned the rack. There's one thing I really want to talk about. Um, there's There was a couple uh, sports reporters uh, who were very vocal on Twitter uh, about the rack, how it's a quote-unquote dump, uh, mainly Doug Gottlieb. <coughs> yeah, freaking Doug Gottlieb. Um, got a lot of respect for Fox, got a lot of respect for their shows that they do. Uh, I cannot get behind his comments on ranking the rack the 13th best venue in the Big Ten, calling it a dump. Like, no way. That's our spot. And and here's here's what I don't get about all these guys who – who call places, they use the word special. It's a special environment. It's special this. It's special that. Well, Ryan, let me ask you this. What makes anything special? What makes any place special? It's not money. It's not fancy architecture. It's none of that crap. It's the people. It's the culture. It's the history. It's 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 the team. It's the environment. Like, it just it's it is so bush league for somebody to say that who played there in 1995 like come on 25 years of history they haven't seen number 1 and and who cares about not enough bathrooms not enough this not enough that it's our place and we love it so that so those people who don't get behind it and don't see how special it is you know, they just make themselves look like fools when they don't do the research and don't take a deep dive into something. And that's kind of what you see a lot of people do when they talk about Rutgers in a negative way because they don't do the research. What's important to Rutgers Nation and Rutgers fans isn't how nice the rack is. It's the people that make the environment. It's the culture and all that other stuff that's important. So these other people can... Uh 
Well, you know, the good thing about me and you is that, you know, even though that we didn't have to get kicked off a basketball team like Doug Gottlieb did when he was at Notre Dame, he had to transfer to Oklahoma State. Regardless, if anybody that's been in the rack the last two years doesn't see how much of an unbelievable experience is to see a big-time college basketball game is, they're absolutely crazy. I know that, you know, for the first when the first couple years I was there, Rutgers basketball was terrible, and so not that many people went. But as their teams got better, not, we're not talking about a lot, not number one in the country, we're talking about on the precipice of even being ranked or just competitive – that everybody, the rack would just be bumping, you know, the trapezoid of terror. Everybody is on top of you. It's it's dirty, you know, it's it's confined. You know, there's people yelling at you the entire game. It's an unbelievable place to play, and who really cares what it looks like on the inside, but the environment and the atmosphere makes it absolutely electric. I could it could it doesn't matter where a basketball game is played, it just matters if there's people there. I don't really care if you have the nicest freaking center center like basketball center ever but if the people aren't there that does anything but i'd rather have a smaller arena like the rack than fill up fill it to the brim and that's where you get all this crazy fandom and you get the excitement of being in a big time college basketball game so i don't care what doug gottlieb said you need to do whatever he says i know that i actually like some of his opinion but that was just a bad take but we don't need him right we need people that are believe in ruckers that believe in the rack so i don't really care what he says but that's just how it goes. The Rack is an awesome place to play, and we an awesome place to see a game. We know that. All of Rutgers Nation knows that, and that's who we're catering to. And if you actually do research and know what you're talking about, you'll see that the Rack is across the street from one of the nicest basketball facilities in America. And diagonal from a top 10 business school and diagonal from a six strip where there's all these cool places to eat. Rutgers University has a lot to offer facilities wise. So who really cares about the architecture or not enough bathrooms or any of that crap in the rack? Because the rack is a special place. Um, And last thing I'm going to say about that is I went to a basketball game at the University of Virginia last year and it was one of the nicest arenas I've ever been to. I mean, you could look like, I mean, dude, you look like you could eat off the floor, like the, like the path. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually do that, but you know what I'm saying? Um, basically the floor, dude, there was like carpet, like the rackets, like hard, it's hard, hard, hard floors. And in this, uh, UVA stadium, it was like, it was like a hotel carpet. Like I felt like I was in the lobby of a hotel it was so amazing. And I guarantee you. If you talk to any of those people, they won't say it's the architecture, it's the the nice floors, it's the nice walls, it's this and that. They'll say the people and the culture, the history and all that stuff. So it's never been about that anywhere you go. And especially, I think that with no fans in the stands, I think everybody is missing what makes them special. Because you see Duke, Duke got run off the floor in Cameron Indoor. Kentucky gets run is getting run off the floor a little bit. Isn't that supposed to, aren't those two places supposed to be like uh the the nicest best atmospheres in the uh in college basketball, right? And then this is the last thing we'll talk about. This is the last thing we'll, we'll say about this subject because who we don't it doesn't deserve the attention that we're giving it. You're you're completely right about that. 
And, you know, it's crazy to see that, you know, Duke and Kentucky are struggling when, you know, they don't have a fill, they don't have filled stands at their home arenas. You know, the rack isn't, isn't, I mean, obviously it's a home game, home games help no matter what, but the rack isn't the advantage it has been the last couple of seasons. So for Rutgers to be able to compete with a top 10 team and only lose by two points, the game was in close the entire, entire time without that home crowd presence at the rack. I think it just is a testament more to just how much better this Rutgers team is. And it's going to prove that they're going to be a factor down the road and be able to make a tournament run. I honestly believe that. So push, push Doug Gottlieb's opinion to the side. He doesn't get it. It doesn't matter. He's not a Rutgers guy. I don't really care what he says. So the rack is awesome. And that's truly all that really matters to me. I'm sure that's truly all that really matters to you. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now let's shift our focus to number 23, Michigan State. Uh, traveling out to East Lansing to play a very talented team. Always well coached with Coach Izzo, uh, legendary coach. Uh, I think this is I think this is going to be similar to the Syracuse game when you have a team that's usually very very good, very well coached, but they're not where they want to be right now. But they always have that potential because of how talented and how well coached they are to climb up the rankings in the middle to late half of the season. So what does Rutgers have to do to bounce back from this Iowa loss and take it to the Spartans? So going back on that, Michigan, I, Rutgers has never beaten Michigan State. Michigan State, since Tom Izzo has been there, honestly, for all of college basketball history, a little guy named Irvin Magic Johnson went there. Michigan State's been a basketball mecca the entire entirety of the NCAA, in NCAA history. So Rutgers has never beaten them. Even though that we are technically ranked higher than them, we're 15, Michigan State's 23, beating a program like Michigan State gets Rutgers to a new echelon of college basketball tiers, right? It puts, it puts you know, that even though that we're on paper, we're supposedly better than them, by beating Michigan State really affirms the fact that Rutgers basketball is back and is a team to be reckoned with. Michigan State's always going to be well coached. They're going to play really well, really good defense. Uh, their offense, they're going to try to run a transition. And, but then, you know, Coach Izzo does a great job setting up great offensive sets. Uh, Joshua Lankford is uh, back. You know, he's been out the last couple years. He's a really talented player. So I think Rock necessarily has to do anything different. They really just got to stick to themselves. Uh, Ron Harper, going back to the Iowa game, you know, I know he hurt his ankle, so he wasn't 100%. was only 5 of 15 shooting. Before that, the dude was absolutely lighting the, right, lighting, uh, lighting the court on fire with his shooting. So I think that he will probably go back to where he has been. We just got to make less mistakes. I think Jacob Young is a phenomenal player. Sometimes he gets a little bit too eager and makes some stupid turnovers. So as long as we got to play good defense, we got to be able to capitalize on transition opportunities. And the most important thing is we have to make our free throws, right? We got to have to attack the basket, and if we get fouled, we have to make free throws. We can't win games by shooting 33% from the line. We can win games by shooting 60% from the line. We have to do better at the free throw line. Coach will harp on that practice, and we just got to be ready for a battle. It's a tough game in East Lansing. I know there won't be fans, but just having that aura of a college basketball mecca is there. So I, I do, I do think uh, I think you hit it spot on. You can't go four for twelve. From the free throw line, that's like hack a shack type stats, right? So I think that's going to take care of itself. We're going to be better at the free throw line. I think Rutgers going four for twelve from the line is kind of an anomaly. I don't think that's going to really happen again this season. I think they're going to get that right. Um, but here is also an anomaly: Rutgers does not get out rebounded, and I know they only got out rebounded forty to thirty nine, which is one rebound. But in a one score game, 
77, 75. That's, that's the, that's the difference right there against Iowa. So I think we got to get back to what coach Peichel prides himself on the most, which is dominating the boards, playing tight defense. We got the tight defense part against Garza. We played really good defense uh, against the Hawkeyes. But I think that we got to get back to dominating the boards. That's something that this Rutgers team has has done well, honestly, since Coach Peichel has gotten, since Coach Peichel has been the coach. They've been a great boards team. So I think we got to do that. And then I think, like you said about Michigan State having that aura, that tradition, it is a mental, it is a mental hump as a player when you are going against a team with a lot of history. You have to see it for what it is. You have to see them for the Michigan State of 2021. Excuse me, 2020 to 2021, not the Michigan State that makes it to the Final Four. And you got to go after them and see them for what they are. I guess the message for this team this week would be the moment is not bigger than you, right? Yeah, it's it's not bigger than any of them. So. I have all the confidence in the world, Rutgers. I think that they're going to do – it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a tough game. Every game in the Big Ten this year is going to be a grind. It's an unbelievably loaded conference this year from top to bottom. So we just got to be ready for a battle, and I trust them. I think they're going to rebound from this loss and you know put Rutgers back on the map where they belong, and I think that as soon as – if we beat a team like Michigan State, it's going to put Rutgers as a national basketball power, and I just I, – I have all the confidence in the world this team – we just got to go out there and play. Ryan, before we wrap things up, just wanted to give, uh, just wanted to uh, send our thoughts and prayers to the family of Kathy McAdam. Kathy was a huge Rutgers basketball fan. I didn't know her. I just saw on uh, the Rutgers social media that she was a huge fan and she passed away. Our thoughts and prayers are with the, are with the Rutgers basketball team and the McAdam family. And I guess this leads me to the subject of the fans alumni and people who support your program they just mean so much to you as a player i know we've talked about on the show before the alumni and the people who support you and talk to you after games and and really wish you well that that means a lot to these players so our thoughts and prayers are with them and uh, hopefully this team can continue to grind for her her family because brian and i'll tell you those people mean a lot to you throughout your experience as a student athlete in whatever sport you play. Hundred percent. Uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to her family. You know, you know. I know that you know it. It really sucks to hear that one of one of our own has passed away. But we gotta keep rallying around for all of Rutgers Nation. We're gonna get through it, and you know, it's just gonna be a better time after the after this. And you know, once we get fans back in the stands, it will be even more special. So you gotta really appreciate the people who are around you and support the people at Rutgers. There's so many great people. And and it's crazy, man. Like we're in this we're in this time where where there's just so much uncertainty and so much crazy stuff going on. It's it's insane, man. I mean, I just saw the other day Floyd Little passed away. Floyd Little, our thoughts and prayers are with his family in the Syracuse community. Floyd Little was one of those people for us when I was at Syracuse. Talking to Floyd was just it was just so amazing. You know, Hall of Famer. You could just go into his office and talk to him about about a lot of things, man. Thoughts and prayers are with them as well. I just, uh, it's it's just tough, man. 2020 was tough, man. But hopefully, we're turning the chapter to 2021, and and uh, things are gonna be good in the uh, in the world and Rutgers community. So, with that being said, stay healthy, stay safe. Talk soon, Rutgers Nation. Hey, you made it to the end, or I'm just talking to myself and Ryan. You stay classy, Piscataway.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.